0: Welcome to,
1: hold to the Holden Podcast. I'm Mark and I'm Mike. We're two hardworking dads trying to immerse ourselves in Star Wars and fit it into our very busy lives.
0: If this is your first time listening and/or watching, in the sometimes
2: short-form Star Wars podcast, we'll share our thoughts on different topics from a galaxy far, far away. Why did the Mandalorian keep winning races? Because it was the way. He drove the best car.
1: <laughs> About appropriate reaction.
0: Yeah, S- Sylvie, Sylvie's like <laughs> that. That joke. That Sylvie joke. was done. <laughs> she's 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 huckling, you know.
2: Yeah, well, I deserve it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's okay, Sylvie. I wrote the joke. uh but yeah this this week we are back for uh episode xl episode 40 of hold the maneuver we're gonna be talking about the mandalorian season three episode three uh chapter 19 all of the numbers uh the convert uh this week uh we have returning guest stanford clark welcome hey great to be here thanks and then new guest uh but long time friend uh michael Torona.
1: welcome and thanks for being here both of you
0: so this is the the tale of two Michaels uh, again.
3: So <laughs> happens a couple this, times.
0: This should this should get confusing really quick if I don't state who I'm actually <laughs> talking to. Uh, like I said
1: I could be the humanoid.
0: We'll see what happens. Uh, but yeah, so this week we're going to be talking about the the new episode of Mando. Uh, but before we get into that, I'm just going to talk briefly about uh, one news article I saw. It's not so much like like a new story other than it was kind of just Damon Lindelof pondering whether or not he actually really wants to make a star Wars movie. Uh, so uh, last week I talked about our, our friend, Ralph, uh, who's uh, producing a lost documentary with his, his buddy, Taylor. Uh, so I figured this kind of connects to that as well. <laughs> uh, you know, with Damon Lindelof, and star wars uh but so damon Linoff said i will just say that for reasons that i can't get into on this sunday morning on this day the degree of difficulty is extremely 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 high if it can't be great it shouldn't exist that's all i'll say because i have the same association with it as you do which is it's the first movie i saw sitting in my dad's lap four years old may of 1977 i think it's possible that sometimes when you hold something in such high reverence and esteem you start to get in the kitchen and and just go maybe i shouldn't be cooking maybe i should just be eating we'll just leave it at that point uh so i kind of see where he's talking getting from it uh like from like two different angles like they're like if like i like i love Star, star wars a lot obviously but uh like if i also ever had the chance to like say like remake back to the future or something like that I wouldn't do that because I feel like I hold that movie like at such a high pedestal that I don't feel like there's anything that I could do to uh, like add to that world or anything at the point. Uh, like, what do you guys all think? Uh, uh, Mike Torona and then Stanford and then Mike Uh
3: I think it shows a lot of self-control on his part that, uh, cause I'm sure if he expressed interest in wanting to do one, uh, it probably wouldn't be very long before uh, Lucas, former Disney reached out to him uh, with his pedigree. Uh, but so yeah, that takes a lot of self-control to say like, I love this thing so much, but maybe I should just be an enjoyer of it instead of contributing to it. Uh, but with that said, uh, if he did decide to do one, then I would get really excited about it because then that means he thought of something incredible that he thought was worth adding to the mythos. Yeah. I agree. How about you, Stanford?
2: Yeah, I'm with Michael. You know, I can you imagine the pressure too if you were mm-hmm. tasked with with writing a Star Wars movie and church, you know, not everything's perfect, but Still, I think be a tremendous amount of pressure, whether whether he's getting it from Lucasfilm or whether he's putting it on himself. You know, uh, so and then it, also the quote just made me think and hope that um uh, we're gonna get some news about an actual Star Wars film at from <laughs> Star Wars Celebration next month. <laughs> anyway, maybe that's just wishful thinking, but but uh, that's what it made me think of. How about, you? How about you, Mike
1: Friend? Yeah, I respect what he's saying. Um, I feel if I was in the same boat, I'd feel that way, but I'm egotistical enough to be like, no, I'm going to do it. But at the same time, if you have that deep passion for anything, it's going to be better than some hot hand who's making stuff now is going to make, like, in my opinion. Look at Favreau and Filoni, what they're doing. Yeah. Like, so if you have the passion for Star Wars and you like it that much and you don't want to do it because of that, it might be the reason to do it.
0: That's true too. Yeah, I, I can. There's definitely two like points of view. You can see that from like where like like Tony Gilroy with Andor. He has he has like no reverence for mm. Star Wars whatsoever. <laughs> and and then it's was, one of the better
1: shows. It's one of the best yeah. And then movies. produced Andor.
0: <laughs> we'll we'll be talking about Andor a little bit later in this episode too. Uh, but. But yeah, you can you can see just kind of like the two different viewpoints of where that comes from. Because you, you want stuff that you like to be handled by people that also have some kind of joy from mm-hmm. also doing it. Because like anytime, like, like necess- you don't necessarily have to have like read like all of the comics if you're playing, say, say you get cast as Superman or spider-man or whatever you don't have mm-hmm. to have read all of the comics of that character you have to care
1: um, that's all i want yeah like, you have to just, care. yeah
0: I have to care somewhat about the characters that you're either portraying or showing their world uh so yeah all that to be said that i had thought they they had announced or that it was rumored that damon london was working on something for star wars but like all the star wars movies have been in such kind of like this is like up and down scope of yeah. what's happening with them, what's not happening with them. It seems like stock tactics. Yeah, it's, it seems <laughs> like yeah, like Taiko Titi's uh, Star Wars movie is like the only one that's actually still probably most likely, and that one has
1: me concerned because he didn't know Natalie Portman was in Star Wars.
0: Like, it, it was going to be uh, a Padme <laughs> prequel before Episode One. And they're gonna <laughs> and they're gonna de age you know, make her so ten years old flight, or whatever. Yeah. Basically, just use unused footage from uh, Leon the Professional. Yeah, just have her in there like that. Uh, but yeah, so so all of that to be said, we'll now get into talking about this week's episode of The Mandalorian, which was called Chapter Nineteen: The Convert. Uh, so in this one, The Mandalorian Season Three chapter 19 it was directed by lee isaac chung uh and it premiered on disney plus today uh the day that we're recording this episode march 15th of 2023 uh and a brief synopsis of it was on corsa former imperials find amnesty in the new republic so yeah very vague yes i know it could be more vague <laughs> really. yeah so for oh. <laughs> yeah uh for this one what are what are some of your guys, like, initial thoughts on the episode? Uh, Torona, Stanford, and then Sorin. Uh
3: I found it refreshing. I really was not expecting uh, an episode largely on Coruscant. And that was a lot of fun. Uh, it helps that, you know, the content of that part of the story was good, and I found it entertaining. Uh, and it brings it back to, obviously, uh events in season one and it makes you wonder like what's coming next. So it brings in something interesting new that I really wasn't expecting. Um and so for that reason I really enjoyed it.
2: I enjoyed it too. I thought it was uh you know I was entertained the whole time. It was kind of a long a longer episode than they than they normally are normally are. I I was I think I'm mostly just surprised by everything because I my guess last week was that they were gonna that the, much of the uh, episode was going to be, if not the entire thing, uh, on Mandalore, and and uh, that didn't last long. And then we got kind of a, an episode that for me felt very reminiscent of Andor, and I think we'll be getting into that. Uh, but all just cool stuff, surprising, and i it was it was slow, but I'm not complaining about that, and fast at the same time. You know, for, for me too, I thought it was a great episode. I loved it. Nice. How I
1: was surprising for me because I didn't expect the chorus on stuff. And it's just got a weird, it's been weird because they set up all this stuff in episode one, what he's going to do. And then it's just like, boom, 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 we're knocking it out. Like, I got to get the droid right fixed. Oh, we don't care about that anymore. I got to go to the mines of Mandalore. Oh, we're done there. Like, it's just real quick his mission so it was cool to go back i forgot about the doctor and i forgot about uh what's her face uh Aliyah kane there like oh yeah i was like who are these people and i, I just completely couldn't remember
0: <laughs> yeah uh, it's it's that's sometimes that's that's why i still watch like those recap things at the beginning like i know that some people skip them because sometimes it'll give away because sometimes the recaps are like they show you like this little snippet of a senior like mm-hmm. that's like, why'd they show that little innocuous scene <laughs> of a clip from this part of an episode? What is that going to have to do with this? Um, Sometimes that can give away some kind of a surprise like later on in it, but I, don't know, I still watch them anyways. Um, I'm with but, you, Mark. I, <laughs> I watch them too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I liked that we got to see uh, Dr. Pershing uh, come back in just because like, I remember like back when we had like first saw him like way back in season one like oh what's this guy doing and people noticed he had like the cloning uh like uh sigil like on his his uniform there so like we knew he had something to do uh with with Camino and with uh like the whole cloning and whatnot there and a lot of I mean there's been tons of theories like since then that he's probably partially or uh, mostly responsible for the whole somehow Palpatine return. <laughs> um and that's what I felt this whole episode was like, oh, there we go. It's confirmed. Yeah, especially because in uh like we'll probably talk about it a little bit, but like in this cause he's like talking about like how the like the original way like the like, uh comeonians, Camoans. Yeah, they say it a bunch. Yeah.
1: Camonians.
0: yeah. Uh anyways, uh the bad batch mom and dad's. Um <laughs> with uh like how like that was basically like one strand of DNA um just duplicated and like what he was trying to develop was taking two splicing. different strands of yeah two strands and like putting the best parts of it which is seemingly kind of what we eventually I'm assuming is technically what Ray is meant to be <laughs> for all intents and purposes but by the time of what we find out for her and rise of Skywalker uh, with how she's meant to be like kind of a a clone of Mister Mister Sheev Palpatine himself, uh, so it, it's interesting to see. Uh, and I I need to catch up on Bad Batch, but I've also heard that like the episodes that are playing each week of that at the at the same time as uh, Mandalor are kind of they're set like like many like decades apart. But they're like storyline wise, they're kind of jiving pretty well with one another with everything that's going on with them.
1: Yeah, I'm behind yeah. on that as well.
0: So yeah, I'm <laughs> Yeah, it's the week that, that that they played too, it got me behind and I haven't been able to catch back up. Uh but so with like kind of us talking about this, I figured we'd basically cover the uh the din and a Bo-Katan part first, which is basic basically kind of like bookends. Mm-hmm the episode and then uh, then go into uh this episode of the Mandalorian brought to you by Andor uh <laughs> with, with Dr. Mm-hmm. Cushing. Uh so uh from there basically the episode starts with uh with Din uh recovering um basically after almost drowning in the the living <laughs> ironically in the, the living waters of Mandalore.
2: Just kind of fell
0: yeah, it it was almost the the dying waters of Mandalore.
2: Yeah, the murderous waters of.
0: <laughs> uh, and then, so with that, uh, Bo Katan's just waiting there, chilling out, wait, waiting for him to to wake back up. <laughs> I thought and... he
1: woke up in the last episode.
0: Yeah, I, I think I thought he did too. Because that's when the pork
1: uh, soup came into context.
0: Was it? Or I don't remember. I or no no yeah cuz the end of the episode it was it was them in the, in the water and that's when the the mythosaur right. shows up and oh wait cuz
1: they talked before he went in the water didn't so the pork soup was after she rescued him from the robot thing
0: yeah uh so yeah like with that uh, wakes up and i thought this was also kind of interesting too in that she's kind of testing him to see if he saw the Mythosaur as well, uh, and when he basically gives them an inclination that he did, she doesn't tell them that she did. Mm-hmm. So, so, what what did you guys think about that? Like that, she's kind of like withholding that info a little bit, and not not being like outwardly just like, oh, you, I saw the Mythosaur.
1: Mm-hmm. I feel it's like uh, it's interesting because. It's a duality where she's like, maybe she doesn't trust her own judgment, but she also doesn't want him to believe in it. So it was like, there's this weird duality with the religious side that's been fascinating to me because she didn't believe any of it. And all of a sudden, oh my God, this huge thing is real. Maybe I didn't see it. He's not going to know he saw it. We're going to try and just play my narrative. And so it was just interesting to me,
0: that choice. Quick
1: choice but
0: yeah uh how about you uh, turn
3: yeah it felt like she was withholding it because she was in conflict with herself Mm -hmm. she didn't really know if she wanted to be like oh you didn't see that oh it was a mythosaur like that's crazy (laughs) um or she was trying to like she was just trying to process it and take it in and just be like, all right, well, that changes some things that I know, uh, but let's move on for now.
2: Yeah, and I think she's trying to figure out kind of whose side she's really on, or if she, you know, if mm-hmm. she. It's like I think it's as as you already mentioned, you know, it was like there's this trust, there's a trust issue going on between, you know, the two of them, but then also I think she's still trying to decide what. She wants to be, you know. And, and we'll talk about this more about at the end of the episode. But I wasn't necessarily convinced about, you know, what she's. Mm. If the way she's acting is if the way she's really feeling, right? right.
1: It's hard with the helmet.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of that, uh I'm now
0: wondering if we don't see Katie Sackoff's face for the rest of the season. That's the interesting <laughs> question.
2: I know. That's that's the question. I was wondering yeah, the same thing. Because
0: I also I guess I also hadn't realized up until this episode that she's getting like basically co billing with uh Pedro Pascal uh like as like the top billing for the show, and then because then it lists everybody else that's co starring it. So I thought that's mm-hmm. kind of interesting that she's more or less a, a series regular uh with him and Grogu now. Granted Grogu's like Eight different people with controlling <laughs> a puppet and making the, the voices and whatnot he didn't get uh, thrown
1: this episode
0: yeah you know, or do some sweet backflips <laughs> or front flips yeah but i i did like some of the stuff though with grogu like like during like this like the whole like dog fight mm. um, like the ships and stuff where he's, he's got his like classic move now where he just presses the button and like the, the dome goes over he's like all right I'm gonna go to my my safe space now. That's right. uh, I'm out. I'll, I'll be don't. back. When, I'll be back when everything is uh, all r5s getting all, tossed all good. around. Oh yeah. yeah, like like the anti, <laughs> well not anti he's just like floating with like the zero g's. Um, but uh, yeah. So like, yeah, like with that you said, like she seemed like she was kind of like in disbelief about it, like being real or mm. everything she's been claiming and whatnot. So. Uh, with this after that, like um, there's the whole dogfight with like all of these like tie interceptors. Uh, like we think that there's only like three of them at first, and then more show up, and then more show up. Mm -hmm. There's this whole like cool uh bit there too with uh with Din basically jumping out of her ship kind of like free falling um, before he he basically like waits almost until he gets to the yeah it's just to, casual to, just... to put on his jet <laughs> i was like maybe do that a little bit a little closer. earlier we could, we could <laughs> I, I thought did. he
1: was just gonna like just swoop right into the
0: oh yeah like just slow, slow down just enough yeah although that was kind of interesting too i that was definitely cg most likely with him getting into the ship because mm. there was like this weird it's like unnatural movement from him getting yeah. on the ground into it
1: mm-hmm.
0: which i mean i was like unless din is now a jedi and has some like weird moving <laughs> movement uh force powers somewhat weird going on there but yeah i definitely think he should have uh, turned on the jetpack a little bit earlier just because i felt like he was going to break his leg or something <laughs> If well, he... yeah, I mean kind of
1: <laughs> nerfed him this season he can't kill anything when he's shooting it. He trips and falls in the living waters, basically almost dies twice in one episode. And so then that was kind of cool. Give him a little redeeming swagger that we all love about him.
0: Yeah, uh, I liked that whole scene too. Be like between like him and Bo uh, taking down the all the tie interceptors. Well, thinking of they took they took down all the tie interceptors, mm-hmm. uh, and then they like they bomb. Her castle, castle. basically. <laughs> so I, I guess she's done, uh, just, just brooding, brooding just in her sitting there on her th- on the throne. <laughs> the throne. So, uh, R.I.P. to, to sitting like this. She can yeah, do that on a rock
2: somewhere. We don't just being, just being pissed
0: off. <laughs> sitting yeah. There. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So like with that, that's in- interesting too because she's she says something like, uh, that's like, way too many. To interceptors to be just like a to warlord. like a crime lord or a warlord <laughs> so i'm wondering if that's supposed to be like showing maybe like the first signs of like the first order
1: that's what i was I'm kind of like
0: building up uh because we'll we'll get to it in a little bit but kind of like like the new republic it, itself is less uh like the rebel alliance and more uh seemingly like like a cult maybe like allison Mack would want to join Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> yeah, there's a, a little uh, small little <laughs> reference for you there in uh this uh Star Wars podcast. Uh but uh when they get to the um uh, the planet with like with the rest of the the clan and the the covert that uh Din is a part of or will be re be re be a part of uh he presents the armor with a sample of the living waters as proof of his redemption, and then she puts it, uh, into to what to me seemed kind of like, uh, I don't remember the exact name of it, but uh, from uh from like the the Harry Potter movies, so, like when you pour like the memory oh, into the, yeah.
3: <laughs> the Pensieve. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the pen It seemed like she was just pouring like the living waters into like a Amanda, Amanda Pen She's like, oh, there you go, or is it just had the right pH balance and that's why mm-hmm. it, it, it showed in the colors like it did? I, I know we were all like wondering, like, how, how is you gonna he going to prove that? He Quite easy. Went in the water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> other, I mean, other than Bo saying that he had been in the water, but, um, and I it, wanted it also, this
1: scene to be more explosive personally
0: well it's it seemed like Vizsla was kind of po'd that he was now just like back into it as well as Bo is now mm -hmm. in it too I mean you couldn't see his face I'm assuming if we ever see uh Vizsla's face it's gonna be John Favreau (laughs) probably he's or Robert Downey Jr. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just being kind of (laughs) random um but yeah, uh, so like with this, it's basically like that's like the entirety of like the the Din and Bo story. In yeah, this it's, just, it's so
1: quick. It's
0: just it was yeah, it's basically like like we said, like bookended the the episode. So it was uh, interesting what we did get with that, and I'm wondering like where it will go from there, especially now with Bo essentially being a part.
3: Yeah, she baptized the... herself.
0: Yeah, un- unknowingly. This, this episode is very culty. Uh, so you got, you got Din and Bo in the, the Mando cult, and then you got Dr. Pershing uh, and his buddies in the, the new Republic cult.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so, uh, And then like the last thing we saw of like this storyline uh, before we get into the Coruscant storyline was that it was just basically uh, Bo looking off at like the Mythosur uh Beskar skull on the wall, brooding again and pondering life. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so from then, there, can't tell, can't see the faces. We then leave this episode, <laughs> this episode of The Mandalorian um, to head back into the world of Andor, or or that's what it seemed like. Is I almost they definitely used a lot of the same sets. It felt like because there was <laughs> like where Pershing was like working seemed like the same exact office area that uh, Cyril had been working in Andor. I
1: thought that we were going to see cyril in this
0: like a, like a 40 i know like plus exactly. <laughs> years like, older
1: when kane was walking into the doctor's like a ward or whatever he was going through i was like is that gonna be cyril like are you kidding me
0: that would have been kind of funny if he he's was, he was just like a like a 60 plus year old uh version of of cyril <laughs> and he's now like the the supreme manager of that, that- yeah that florida is like the assistant to the
1: regional manager
0: yeah uh yeah that would have been kind of interesting but i this this whole thing too is interesting because like they're not really in jail but they kind of are in jail (laughs) jail. yeah like they don't have identities anymore other than like ng453 or Mm. blah 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 uh my wife made a joke she's like are are they just like uh numbers that get called out of bingo because she's like one was like g six zero, and one was like oh five four yeah uh, but now what did you guys think of this this whole thing it was kind of like this whole like kind of re- rehabilitation that the i guess what beca- be- what became of the rebel alliance is now the new republic and what they're essentially doing uh with members of what used to be uh, like the Like the empire and imperials, uh, kind of, it's not like a one for one, but kind of like similar to. Uh, well, at least I guess like in the world of Marvel, like how like some like Hydra agents were like then re like used like within like building like the like Shield and whatnot and that, um, and then like in the real world with like, not necessarily outside of like the Nuremberg trials, but like with like former Nazis like not necessarily being um, sentenced, sentenced to death, but like mm-hmm. being repositioned in like different roles and whatnot and being re- rehabilitated. What did you guys think of like this whole kind of idea of what they were working with in this uh, Toronto and Stanford and
3: Soren? Yeah, it was really interesting, especially the real world uh, comparisons that you just mentioned. One thing that kind of surprised me the most about it was just kind of, how dehumanizing the experience felt for the people that were being uh, like reintegrated. Uh, like you were saying they're just being called by their numbers. They're identified uh, by their pins and uniforms completely differently than everyone else. It's just part of a Republic. So it kind of feels like not in- unintentionally they're being kind of shamed. Like they're given a scarlet letter for what they did in the past even though that they're trying to bring them into it and make them feel like they're part of building this new better galaxy it felt like an interesting approach and i really am not going to be surprised when it probably eventually or inevitably leads to some first order shenanigans yep
2: yeah you know I thought it seems like the New Republic is just kind of messed up, you know. And and uh, I uh, I thought it was interesting that they spent so much time on it, as I kind of mentioned briefly. I didn't I didn't get bored. It just seemed like this has got to be important, you know. The, <laughs> they just wanted to get the point across that, you know, what's going on, and and it's a combination too of I, I guess building up the mystery, like. Um, who what really are, are everybody's motives hershing i think is has the purest motives right like you think he seems pretty like everything seemed pretty pretty straightforward it's elia or elia how, how, how do we say your name okay <laughs> uh A- A- elia <laughs> my last name yeah perfect that i mean doesn't she have like the greatest like just mean look too mm-hmm. she's just particularly at right. the end um and like, what's her deal? I, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing, or I'm, or I guess I'm surmising that uh, she's gonna go off. She's doing something for Moff Gideon, you know. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm guessing. But mm-hmm. again, I also feel like the First Order is gonna be starting with her, too, you know, or, or right. she's gonna be <laughs> first to sign up <laughs> for it. At least, yeah. Again, this going through my mind. I go, well, it's gonna be fun to see what happens.
0: Yeah. I just, uh... Uh, speaking like, we've talked about a little bit, but like, speaking of like Andor, like, she gave me like hardcore uh, uh, Deidre. Oh, vibes. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe uh, Deidre's her, her mom, uh, because because <laughs> in, in the galaxy that's so big, it's actually so small because everybody <laughs> is, yeah. is related.
2: Uh, but you know they get space biscuits though. Are the but is it soil? <laughs> oh, is yeah. it soilent green or is it nefarious thing? Oh yeah, it's just, possible. Or, or just a space biscuit. Yeah, that was interesting. Red or yellow? Yeah, <laughs> <Matrix>. Yeah,
3: but
0: <laughs> yeah. there's there's been plenty of food in this season, amando Though, because I'm wondering if they're gonna at, at celebration this year in in the UK if they're gonna be selling some pog soup. Uh, all right, pog so, soup. Some some of these biscuits, space biscuits. Oh, sure. You'll see it at um, Disney soon too. Yeah, just maybe
2: edge is going Oh yeah,
0: I don't I don't remember what the food was that uh, that they had made in Andor, but I, rem- I remember it, like there's cereal there's something. Yeah, or you could have that cereal. Yeah, was, <laughs> a cereal, cereal. Uh, but yeah, this should be should be kind of interesting. If with like all this different food that they do have there now uh i'm I'm still waiting for them to like have Batu show up in an episode of Mando because I feel like if any Star Wars project is gonna have Batu on it, it's gonna be it's
2: gonna be mando Mandalorian. yeah
0: Mandalorian uh especially now that like Mando and grogu are walking around mm-hmm. Batu both both
2: in Florida and in California, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sylvie Sylvie loves so happy. it. Sylvie's stoked. <laughs> I'm
0: just gonna let her go.
1: We I can't uh, hear it, so she doing. do it. All own. right,
0: cool. Yeah, she's 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 <laughs> doing the the Sylvie siren where she's she's trying to match the tune of the like the sirens that drove by outside. Nice. But, uh, yeah, like and the costumes they have for for, for Dinjar and, and and well, and then like the robots there for Grogu at Batu at Galaxy's Edge, it, it's like you you just kind of assume Peter Pascal is like walking around Galaxy's Edge in that with like how like, one he might be. One, like, we don't know what he
1: does in his spare time.
0: That would be kind of funny <laughs> if they if they do eventually post a picture of like of Man- Mandalorian at Galaxy's Edge, Um because they just did post the other day that uh katie sackoff was there um going around galaxy's edge so that was i saw that, that was she was amazing.
2: posing with the mando actor right and, and <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: but like this so like this whole thing with with dr pershing and uh Ali here too was at first i thought she was being uh like you know like truthful about it and and everything uh but it it's like it was her uh,
1: job was to suss him out
0: yeah like she was but it was almost like she was playing like like a long con mm-hmm. too where like she's she's not definitely not on like the up and up she's definitely oh, not bad, like no. with like the new republic there's something going on with that i'm assuming whatever she's doing is also probably related to those like tie interceptors that were uh going after din and bogotan Mm-hmm. uh earlier in the episode too. Um but we have like their like whole kind of adventure uh like on the train which was like another thing that we said kind of reminded us of Andorra like that whole kind of area in Corsant that uh, like another food item too is like those like light up like
3: popsicles, popsicles or whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Which the only thing about those those is are great. Were those practical? because no, they were like,
1: miming I think <laughs>
0: Yeah, because I was like, it I was can't tell if they're actually like putting a popsicle in their mouth or not. But
1: it was quite awkward when the doctor put it in his mouth.
3: Oh, yeah, they had that long shot of it.
1: <laughs> and it was like so slow. And
0: like... Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's the only reason that I think maybe that they weren't practical is like, because if he knew like how big the popsicle was or like where <laughs> it was going to be, probably would have like, you know, just ate it like a normal they were, person.
1: They were quite glowy.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, there you go. There's another thing. You can sell it at Galaxy's Edge, especially at night. People will buy it because it lights up just purely because it lights up. (laughs) I mean, that's that's half the stuff that's sold at Disneyland is stuff that just lights up because then you can wear it at night and Mm. it lights up. That's true. It'd be like little tiny lightsabers, but you can eat them. Um,
1: They already made those. Not a while ago. I remember those in stores, like little sucker lightsabers.
0: oh, Oh, yeah, I remember those. Uh but yeah, like this whole and then this is where it felt more like Andor too, because they they put on like their their costumes and like mm. they put like the with his like high like casting Andor uh coat collar that he that he puts up and then they're like basically going on their like their their mission to get to mm. the, the Imperial shuttle. That uh was cool too. And they they almost have like Jedi like uh timing as far mm-hmm. as jumping off of of that train too because they jumped and they landed squarely on a mattress like a like a mattress
1: (laughs) that's what made me think it was more like it was a plan to yeah suss this guy out
0: yeah like she had said she had done that before like because that's where she got the biscuits but that's like that's like super fine-tuned like timing yeah jump with how fast that train was going to make sure you land on that Mm. uh but i liked like these like whole like establishing shots and like these overhead shots of like this like Yard with like these basically, uh de-sanctioned. Uh,
1: That's uh, yeah,
0: like the the Imperial Storm mm-hmm. uh, trips. That's one thing I've liked
1: in the Disney since they took it over. Is you've seen the wreckage and you've seen stuff just being on the ground. That's just always just fighting. You see the aftermath, yeah. like yeah. the Death Star in the water there, and Jakku yeah. being full of all that stuff. <laughs> Yeah, It's just a cool aesthetic to see.
0: With that too, like a lot more of like the inner atmospheric uh, kind of uh, like dogfight kind of ship fightings that we've mm-hmm. seen like now in like Andor and this and uh, the sequel trilogy. Um, was there was there anything that stood out to to you uh, Turner or Stanford um, like within like like this kind of whole like kind of side quest that the two of them were going on um, and anything like at any point, like, did you like, like, oh, okay, she's definitely up to no good here. Like, at, like a specific point.
3: Yeah. I felt like she, I wanted her to not be setting him up, mm-hmm. but just the way she was acting and everything, she was just trying to be so buddy buddy with him. So obviously mm-hmm. And so it just, it really makes me wonder where the story's going with her. I mean, probably obviously somewhere First Order-ish or back to Gideon, but I, I really wonder like what she's up to that she's trying to get him both in trouble but still interested in his research and wants to find a way for him to continue that research. And was like even egging him on to do so. So I, I really wonder where this is gonna go and might be a little more exciting to me than what's going on with Mando itself in the show only because I have no idea and this is something mm. totally new and interesting.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. The uh I thought the relationship was so interesting. And again, because so much time was spent on it, I just makes me think that there's 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 a lot more to come Uh, at least i I, you know i would think uh i also wonder what kind of shape pershing is going to be in is he dead now or (laughs) is he just you know is he brain dead or uh that looks pretty gnarly yeah he's played the only thing i
1: can think of is they needed that lab equipment like someone who if it's moff gideon or someone else needed that equipment and he was used to identify it and then
3: that was
2: yeah yeah
3: point
0: oh. yeah and and then i didn't i didn't really notice what she put in that, but i noticed like she put something into it like that, that like changed to like the color of it to uh red like while he was doing that did you guys... Oh,
1: she turned up the intensity i thought that's all oh, okay it
0: was.
1: yeah I, that's
2: know, what I thought she had she had turned it up to 11 you know yep. uh she was she was really yeah you know, that's, that's, that's what it looked like to me
1: it was supposed to be a brain tickle and she turned it into something
2: else. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And,
0: like, I don't... Like, the only other time we had seen, like, the, like, Mind Flayer stuff was just in... Uh, I think it was, like, season one because it was, uh, like, originally there with, like, when we first saw, like, Moff Gideon, like, when he was showing up in Naparo the there. uh, But... I, I liked the, like that whole scene with them on the ship there. Um, now, did anybody roll their eyes at all uh, when um, Dr. Pershing told the Mon Calmarian, uh that it was a trap? That I, didn't was it, so. oh, I, <laughs> I didn't
1: catch it. I got it.
2: I smiled. I did
1: not catch that.
2: I thought well played, frankly. I, mean, I thought that was funny. It made me I, laugh. Looked, I thought that... I
1: was awkward costuming that they had. Like, I don't know. It, it just looked
2: too oh, fake. The, like, yeah, the, I had my it my
1: looked
0: extra,
2: extra fake, extra shiny.
0: It might have been the lighting, just because it was like such a like a stark lighting set, mm-hmm. and you're not we're not really used to seeing like right, like that race of alien like in that kind of lighting.
1: Yeah, we're used to a grainy video. It's a trap.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I did think that was kind of funny though. That like he's 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 like, but it was a trap. It's like, oh. And then the, that guy's like telling me he, he found the like the whole experience quite refreshing <laughs> when he had the, the mind flaying on. Yeah. yeah.
1: Of course he did. You don't remember it.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 that so that will be interesting to see like what comes of Dr. Pershing now after that. Cause if like if that is just basically wiping out his memory, that doesn't seem like he's gonna be a, a, any kind of help. Well, look what yeah. they had him doing. Just
1: cataloging, like yeah. data entry. They don't want people thinking. Like they want you mindless droning.
2: Yeah. So. And again, so reminiscent of, of Andor, of course, but but also again, just thinking, man. This is I wonder what other parts of the new republic are kind of are, are you know <laughs> treating people like this yeah. it's just uh, yeah uh
0: and like the other thing there too is that i'm wondering like how much of this is like repurposed from because they were going to do that rangers of the new republic show uh that i'm assuming was going to be like led by cara dune um,
1: <laughs> she could still come back you never know <laughs> <laughs> maybe a different actress but she can still come back
0: yeah I mean, I wanna I would I wanna be mad if it was a different person playing playing the character. Uh but like, part of me
1: thinks um Carl Weather's there is knows more than he let on. Like that's just I'm thinking back to like how quickly he was like, Carl doon's over here and Gideon got trained. Like he might know something and that was just his quick way of like brushing yeah. it off. I don't know. Yeah. That's overthinking it probably, but because there's something about his character like he can't be Mr. good guy all of a sudden cuz that wasn't his MO with the first two seasons
0: yeah yeah uh yeah i'm i'm just wondering like like maybe like how much of maybe they're like they're incorporating of like what they maybe they had planned to do like almost like almost like this seems like it could have been like an episode of like of like the like Rangers of the New Republic thing in that, awesome. and then it was just like kind of inserted in as mm-hmm. like a backdoor pilot, like within an episode of The Mandalorian. Um, but the like the other thing, uh, I noticed in here too is I'm not 100% sure, but it seemed like, uh, where uh, Dr. Pershing was kind of giving like that his like TED talk and then in the beginning of the episode, uh, which I liked how they did that too, where it's like. Um, like the Star Wars equivalent of like a jumbotron. It was just hmm. like an enlarged hologram of him above himself. Um, so if he had like, it was like crappy seats. Yeah, if like if he had the crappy seats, you could still see him. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's the same place that Anakin and Palpatine were watching the opera in Revenge like of it. the Sith. Or or it looked very similar to A very similar structure and and like exterior yeah uh, to where they were watching that so i thought that was kind of interesting um and i did like seeing a little bit more of coruscant post return of the jedi in this uh or just kind of seemed like like a under like a prospering city again like Mm -hmm. even so much that it like seemed uh different to like what we had saw of coruscant like during the prequels with Uh, Like how it was then. Um, One
1: thing that still amazes me is how everyone in Coruscant is just like fat, dumb, and happy and ignorant to everything going around. I know.
2: (laughs) That was interesting too and telling you know of
1: what is going on in Coruscant. Yeah. You guys just don't care.
2: (laughs) And how the new you know uh, how yeah how the Empire forms again basically you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah
0: yeah like those who forget the past are doomed to repeat it yeah and um, and, like because that guy said almost something that was almost exactly verbatim to i don't remember if it was in in obi-wan kenobi or in andor but remember there is like someone like that was like you know like super well off in one of those two series that said something like i can't tell the difference um, between this sect and that sect like or like what where i am in it it's just i just I just try to keep my mouth shut and stay out of it or whatever. Mm. Um, which I think I think it was was Kenobi because I think it was like somebody that was at like a, a party and all around there. Um, uh, but I just thought that it it just shows like how like the 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 certain types of people in the galaxy act the same way whether it's in this era of like the Mandalorian mm. or if it's post Revenge of the Sith or if it's um close to like a new pope. It's, I just thought that was kind of. Interesting overall with that, but so, like, we, with this episode, uh, we had the, the Bokatan stuff uh, with Dinjar and grogu uh, and then we had this with Pershing, uh, and Kane in the episode. Where do you think, uh, the next episode goes from here, uh, going into episode four next week? And then, was there like anything, uh, that we've we haven't mentioned yet that you wanted to make sure that that we do oh i know uh uh with you uh mike siren there was a thing that you had said something with like the doctor with uh, like with oh, his genes
1: i saw some post i didn't watch the video where they were hinting that the doctor used his genes to do something so i was like did he use his genes grogu's genes and Palpatine's jeans to make the Palpatine's or his was well, like to make Snoke to make someone because the, yeah. the point was like, if you look at his ear, it looks like he took a chunk out to do something mm. with it. And but that's all I really saw. And it was just like, is he using is that what he's going to be used for as clone bait now? Like,
0: <laughs> or or cut to a flashback where he he saves Kino Loy before he jumps from <laughs> Kino doesn't jump,
1: he's still he's still out there,
0: yeah. Because he gets taken in so that he can be made into a Snoke clone. <laughs> it's like poetry; it rhymes.
1: Either Kino didn't jump, or he just kind of fell off.
0: Andy Circus becomes Andy Circus. <laughs> yeah. Um, but was there was there anything else that like that uh, that we hadn't discussed yet, uh, Mytrona, that you wanted to bring up before we close out?
3: Yeah, I'm really interested to see where the storyline with Bo Katan goes. Whether she's because they did tell her that she can take over helmet and you know leave mm-hmm. uh you know this cult anytime she wants to. So it's going to be interesting to see if she wants to or if she decides to stay in and if she's just going to be joining Jin on these adventures now. Um also one little thing was. When during the episode last week, when uh he fell in, I definitely thought he got dragged in. I assumed so it's a little funny to me that oh, he yeah. just tripped in and he didn't like knock himself out yeah. or anything, but he just like let it himself was... fall that we entire that time. Last
1: episode,
0: it tripped into the water. Yeah,
1: we were split 50 50 last episode. Mythosaur <laughs> pulled him in versus tripped and fell.
2: Yeah, I was part of the same thing, yeah. How about you, That's part
1: of the nerfing that I was talking about. It's like he seems so clumsy this season so far. Like,
2: that's true. Yeah, it's true. Is there, was there anything that stood out to you that we hadn't talked about yet, Stanford? No, we, we, we've we hit it all. I think for me, the, the the question number one is I guess I got two, to, you know, what are we going to learn more about uh, what Kane is trying to do? And, and then also, I just, we just, so interested, just to see what Bocaton. Hmm. What's what's going on with her now? That again, you know, we talked about her castle's gone. She's hanging out with some serious cult <laughs> folks, you know. And what's what she get? What's she gonna do?
1: Yeah, I think where we're going is you're gonna get a Bo-Katan struggle episode where she's trying to figure out her path. There might be more interactions with the armor because I think they know each other and. I want them to know each other and have more interactions, I should say. And... Yeah, I,
0: I still think it's eventually going to be revealed that the armor was like part of Darth Maul's sect of Maul Deloreans, because <laughs> like the Maul, the Maul Deloreans had like the, like the horns on their, mm. their helmets. So either she took somebody else's helmet or she was part of, part of that sect of Maul Deloreans. And that was actually what they called them too. They called them all to learn. I remember there was like this whole like hashtag like on Twitter for it that nice. had like the, the the Darth Maul horns on it. Ah, uh, uh, so we now see what happens when you accidentally baptize yourself in the, yep. the yeah. living the living waters. Um so yeah, for, as far as the cane story goes, yourself.
1: I feel like they're I want them to do more of it. But part of me just feels like it's gonna be an episode where she shows up next to someone, and you're just like, "Oh, that's what she was doing."
0: Yeah, yeah. I I could see how, like how this episode could be a lot of like table setting, um, or in the future. <laughs> yeah, I I I liked how much of uh, like a world building and kind of character development episode it was. Um, as the internet likes to do, uh, plenty of people of com- complaining about. how how little uh, uh mando was in an episode of the mandalorian mm. um, That's
1: why i had that debate in our group chat there about which picture to use
0: oh yeah yeah <laughs> uh it, when when you're watching this on youtube you, you will see what episode, or what uh art we ended up choosing for it so uh that is no longer a mystery to you if you're watching mm-hmm. this um <laughs> uh, but yes, so yeah, next week we'll get episode four of this show. Uh I enjoyed uh this one. I liked all of what we saw in it. Uh one thing I don't
1: like is the baby noises Grogu's making. It just bothers me to oh, yeah. cooing noise. I think I don't know why it does. It just does. I don't know.
3: I respect that they are doing the uh, the brave thing to eventually have him talk Mm. and you know ruin this like baby illusion uh so i respect that but yeah it's it's a bold choice
0: because
1: it's too Um, human for me i I guess
3: yeah
0: we'll see uh (laughs) we we already know that that yoda's the only one weird one that talked the way that he did because yeah Yell just sounds like Bryce Dallas Howard.
1: (laughs) Yoda might have had a stroke. We just don't know.
0: Yeah, I I guess we don't want to hold that against him if if that happened to him. Yaddle could just
2: be
1: like, "Way this is.
2: Exactly.
0: Yoda was so strong on the force that it gave him a speech impediment. (laughs) (laughs) And on on that note, uh, that's going to do it for our recap of The Mandalorian Season (laughs) 3, Episode 3, The Convert. Uh, We hope you enjoyed our discussion of it, um, and we're looking forward to episode four next week. Uh, This episode, uh, you can leave us a review on the podcast catcher of your choice if it allows you to do so. Uh, Helps us out a lot. You can find the show on social media at Hold a Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, Uh, and then you can find me and Mike Soren on Instagram and Twitter there too. And then,
1: yeah, uh, I'm there. I'm somewhere. (laughs)
0: Uh, Mike Torona where can they find you online or where would you like people to find you online
3: <laughs> uh, you can find me at Instagram and TikTok at, at Torona M nice.
2: and then how about you Stanford on Twitter I'm at Stanford Clark and uh, I also have a uh, Instagram uh, same things Stanford at Stanford Clark I have a movie one too at movies PAP which stands for uh, past and present
0: you can also find Stanford at Animation Fascination with me. Yeah,
2: oh. and I've
0: never heard really. of it. We don't
1: talk about that show here.
0: I don't. I don't. Really do. Mike, I, don't I don't think Mike Storm's ever been on it. I don't know. Uh, we've but never done a our, crossover
1: episode or two.
0: No, idea. I do. I think we've been mind flayed. Uh, <laughs> our editor is Factor, and you can find him just at that on Instagram and Twitter. At that. Yeah. At that. <laughs> I'm sure, actually, I'm sure there's probably an Instagram or Twitter account that is just mm-hmm. that probably. at that.
1: Probably verified too.
0: Yep. Uh, <laughs> you can email us at holdapod at gmail.com. But as always, we are grateful to George Lucas for creating the Star Wars universe.
1: Oh dear, thank the maker.